Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to Wealth Wednesday, a weekly podcast episode hosted by Latinos for Latinos out there that want to know more about trending news, trending topics, and just things that are going on in our community. So with that being said, some of the topics that we're going to dive into today is number one, we're going to dive into the recent crypto meltdown and how has it hurt the black and brown community uh, for the individuals that are looking to invest in crypto. We're going to dive into some stories, dive into some really what, what's going on with crypto and whatnot. So we're going to dive into that. It's going to be a great conversation. And we're also going to do a recap of InvestFest. Shout out to Earn Your Leisure and the whole team. I just got back from InvestFest. So I wanted to kind of give you guys some gems and some things that I learned from being in that environment, just being around a bunch of different people. So before we do that, definitely going to introduce my brother, Jeremiah. How you living, bro? How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Um, I saw you were out in InvestFest. So I'm super interested to see what you brought back man you always got the gym so let's see what they drop what game that you got you know a little juice you got poured in let's, let's see what's yeah up. so i i learned a lot man and again shout out to not only troy and rashad but just everybody working the event everybody you know contributing to ian ian i, I but i'm even talking about the security guards everybody that was curating wow. the experience you know what i'm saying just to make sure you were good it was a safe environment there was no drama mm -hmm. or anything so you know it's anytime you can get twenty thousand people of color in one room safely and just talking about investing and entrepreneurship i mean that's that's historic right there you know what i'm saying Facts. um man learned learned a lot last year i went last year there was about i think it was around six or seven thousand people last year okay. and this year they said it was like twenty thousand people that were in the building it's almost 3x what they Bro. That's and amazing. One year, three hundred percent, and you felt it. You felt it as soon as you got in there. At some point, it was a little overwhelming. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Just trying to like navigate and find like the different stages. And, and was it the space? Was it was it the space or the timing? Like the it organization? Was a, it was the space, honestly, bro. They were they were too big for the space. Wow. Honestly. So that's, that's why I you, man. And I was like, um. I was, I was talking to you before we hit record. I was like, yo, like the, to me, if they want to get any bigger, it's it's like a stadium next because most stadiums can't even fit 20,000 people. I think that's true. The form or something like that, they can't fit 20,000. They fit like 16 or something. So I don't know, man. It was overall, besides that, I mean, that wasn't even a big deal at all. But, you know, it was great experience. So essentially how they had it set up was – they had three different just huge rooms. First okay. room was like um, the, the main stage where a bunch of people would be sitting in there. They had screens everywhere and they had some of the biggest names on that stage. Okay. Then you go, you know, into the next room and it was like the vendor area. So if you have, Solid. you know, a booth, if you have things you want to sell, this would be a good opportunity for you to to pick up one of those vendor booths and just, you know, interact with everybody in there. And then to the right of that, the, the other side of this building, they had the food trucks and whatnot. So you can go in there for lunchtime. 
Um, but no, it was it was super dope. You know, I was there supporting my boy um, Xavier Miller. He was um, on one of the stages doing a live podcast. So I really went out there to help him out, but also to get in the room and to network and whatnot. So a couple high level things that I learned from being at InvestFest. Okay. Um, so the first speaker I actually heard after like I got myself settled and like figured out what was going on was Diddy. Wow. I saw that on your story. Saw that on your story, man. And I was like, wow, I know that was like generationally changing because he's always hype. Always. And so first person I heard speak. And I mean, I, I learned a couple different things from him. But one of the things I learned from him is Diddy. He said that he always strived to be a disruptor. Yeah. In whatever sure. space he was in, whether it was Ciroc, Sean John, Bad yeah. Boy, uh, Revolt, his mentality was whatever whatever space I get into, how can I disrupt this space? And I get why he thought like that, because the disruptors are the innovators and are the people that stay around the longest. In my opinion, that makes sense. Right. I, so, I agree with that. Look at so Elon Musk. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, you know yep. these guys. These guys, Bezos, are Bezos, even Bill even Gates, Bill Gates. But I was gonna say even Nipsey. He had a oh for real, no for definitely. I think he he had an interview where he was like, he wants to be a radical. Like the radicals are the people that stand out, that take risks, and they innovate and they create new new technology, new businesses, new types of music and whatnot. Now, do you feel that that being a disruptor, though, doesn't that take or heighten the level of hate that you receive? Obviously, in Nipsey's case, we understand. Rest in peace to, uh, you know, obviously the Nip. But do you think that that builds an extra level or extracurricular version of haters? Because, you know, there's hate is just normal as you're successful. But percent, bro. That's I think that's one of the reasons why Diddy had to make that song. Hate me now. <laughs> you facts. know what I'm saying? He facts. he had probably plenty of haters where he's coming in the building. And I mean, I can only imagine a dude that was 1920 and he had the, the vision to have his own record label and not go to these white men and give, sure. you know, ownership to them. He yeah. wanted to own that. So I can only imagine some of the business bridges that he probably burned because he wanted to do it his own way right i can totally respect that to have that vision now i think diddy's 52 to be at that age right and you've been in the game um you know almost 32 years now i believe it's almost 30 32 years and before that he was in the industry so he's been almost 40 years of diddy in the industry because he was a promoter before that and just to see him grow i also saw um on Market Mondays last week, I saw um, kind of like a synopsis and just a breakdown from Rashad and, and you know, Troy and then uh, Ian, you know, and they were talking about how the lack of respect that we show to Diddy. Um, and I have to agree with that just for the trailblazer that he is and everything that he's done. We hold Jay-Z at a certain level, obviously. Right. Um, and there's levels between Jay-Z and Diddy. I'm, I'm not saying there are. Right. But Diddy's done some phenomenal things. And. I just wanted to get your opinion real quick. I have to, actually, let's let's do that at the end. Go okay. through your gems first. Drop your gems, and I'll come back to ask your opinion of Diddy. Let's let's go. No, through yeah, gym. let's do it. And so, being a disruptor, I I love that because I think I've always had that mentality of like, yo, how can I come into this space as a podcaster and disrupt this space? And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to focus specifically on the Latino community. Right. It's because it's 
again, there's people out there that are doing it, that are promoting it. And I was having a conversation at InvestFest with somebody. And I'm like, what we focus more on is the community. And I see a lot of other people in our space. They're just doing it for their own self-interest, which is totally fine. Trust me. But when you want to have an impact on the InvestFest level, on the Diddy level, to me, you have to shift the focus from yourself to the community, how many people you can impact, right? Because in this space, you can easily make money. I mean, not easily, but it's simple to make money um, podcasting and you can just make a career and you can just have your own niche of people you can talk to. But when you want to impact on 20s of thousands of people, you got to shift that mentality to outward, to community, right? So I so think I, that, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's, you know, being a disruptor, like coming in this space and figuring out how I can disrupt, how can I, and not, not like in a way where you're going to generate hate, you might generate hate, but in a way. I think, where, that's, in, I think that's inevitable. I don't yeah. think you can avoid that. hundred percent. So no, I, I love that from him, you know, moving on to somebody else, this individual, he actually reminds me of you, Jeremiah. And I think you follow him on my Instagram, Robert E. Smith. Yeah. Black billionaire. Yes, I think he's sure. the richest black billionaire here in America, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So he was on stage with Steve Harvey. And one of, which was crazy, both of them wow. on stage was nuts. Steve Harvey was interviewing him. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to EYL, man. That's, yo, that's I'm next getting, level. Think I'm about getting, that. I'm getting the chills like, right now. A nine figure guy. Bro. Right, freaking doing an interview with the billionaire with a ten-figure guy. That that, bro. That's that's next level. Shouts out to them. I, I gotta say that. Yeah, different. So, very interesting story. Um, you know, one thing that he said early on was, I think the question that Steve Harvey said is like, "Look, you're you're a billionaire. Let's be honest. There's probably not. There's only I think thirteen billionaires, black billionaires in the United States or the world." Don't quote me on that. I think you the United States. It's U.S. Yeah, because Africa has quite a few. For sure. Yeah. They got it quite a few. So, I mean, look, only 13 in the United States for the people that are looking to get somewhere remotely where you're at or, you know, on the path to success. What is something that you would have focused more on earlier on in your career? That was the question that was posed to Robert E. Smith. Wow. And surprising to me, maybe surprising, but. I didn't think he was going to go with his answer. He said, focus on building your skills and building your habits early. Your skills and your habits early. And he didn't say nothing about no marketing skills or like the, the typical skills that we think of, labor skills and whatnot. Um, one of one of the skills that he, man, now, it's, now I'm drawing a blank on it. I'm going to get it right now. But look, he said, focus on building your skills. And one of the skills that he brought up was like deductive re reasoning and critical thinking, those type of skills. Yep. I bet I had to find it. So no, that was, that was phenomenal. So when he says, focus on building your skills and building your habits, it's not only your daily habit, but he also mentioned like treating yourself correctly, your mental and your physical. So how, what are you putting into your body? How are you treating your mind? How are you treating your body? Like, these are things that he was talking about. He said he would spend more time on if he was younger. And that's amazing to me because 
that is somebody that I obviously I wasn't there at InvestFest, but that doesn't surprise me because most of the people that I follow and the people that I, you know, like, okay, I can see this person, this or this, those are just fundamental aspects, right? Of the way that they got to where they are. Critical thinking, right? Being a free thinker, right? Being a disruptor, as you said, being a free thinker and, and just thinking outside the box and then figuring out how to get there. Um, instead of seeing always a problem, find the solution and just see things that come. Remember we said, instead of having, we said this on a while back, but let things be challenges. Yeah. Don't let them be problems. Just let them be challenges. And once you figure it, that just builds, you know, your character. So I agree with that hundred percent. And you yeah, know, that's yeah. how I think I'm big on the, you know, in our group, we're always talking about, I'm talking about vitamins and things like mm-hmm. stuff that just people are like, ah, I'm like, mm. it makes a difference. Look, if we're trying to get 1% better, if you look at all the greats, they're looking for every single way to maximize their day or to just have that edge, that slight edge over the next person. Even if it's like, yo, I take these 13 vitamins and it makes me 1%. If it was one second faster, I'm going to do it. It's one second. I'm going to take it. Like if I get that, if I have this aspect of my health that leads to a clear mind, a clear mind is like literally priceless because the thought process and the ideas that you see when you're not like myopic thinking, right? And tunnel vision. And when you're open to seeing everything, it's amazing ideas that you come across. You're like, oh man, I see that every day and I never thought about it. So yeah, those things are important. Yep. And then after that, Steve Harvey asked Robert E. Smith, like, yo, because he started off as a, I think a chemical engineer, some type of engineer. Same as me. Yeah, a hundred percent. And he said yeah. his first job out of college was he was making thirty thousand dollars a year, yeah. which was more than his dad made in his whole lifetime or something like that. So from that perspective, he was doing well from that from that perspective. But um Steve Harvey asked him, like, talk about being open to change and not being stuck on yourself, yep. which to me was huge. Because if Robert would have been stuck on himself, been stuck in the mindset like, yo, I'm I'm more successful than anybody in my family, he would have never became a billionaire. It's true. So that was another thing I stuck out was just the ability to to adapt, to change. Um, if there's a potential problem and you can solve it, be yeah. open to pivoting and going in that direction. You know, I think a lot of times when you and I talk, right, and we talk about um, this is just like off air. I'm giving you guys a little insight to me. Me and Chris's relationship yeah, is yeah. different. You know? I would say I I, I don't want to push it, but it's like big bro, little bro. It's brothers. And so we like, ah, bro, think this or this. But when we have our conversations, I know a lot of times you're like, man, you intense. And like I know because like a lot of the stuff I say is kind of maybe it's kind of direct or something. But I think that and I'll ask you this hearing that from Robert Smith, did you kind of get it? And you were like, oh, I, I I see what you know. You know what I mean. Like I know you get it, but then hearing it from someone that's super successful, does it does it kind of like put those you know the puzzle pieces together? Like when I'm like, ah, bro, that's not good enough, or you know, we, we got to do like you know what I mean. Like some people are like, dude, just chill. Yeah, you know? no, it it does. I think it definitely does. I think I'm definitely one of the people that I feel like I'm a good listener. So when people say something, I'm going to do my best to apply it if needed. And look, let's be honest. Sometimes you do hear from somebody else and you're like, okay, I've heard this before. I need to apply it. And 
one of the things that he was even talking about, like going back to the habit situation, mm. one of his habits that he developed was outwork everybody. Outwork everybody mindset. That was his mindset early on. That's one of the habits he developed was having that outwork everybody mindset. Now, I didn't go to InvestFest. So I'm know. I'm just you. And obviously, I don't know Robert Smith, but I you you know, that's my that's my thing. Because you're like, bro, I just not like, nah, I'm just going to outwork everybody. Everybody's chilling. I'm still working. I'm still grinding. I know that it's going to come because I'm working and I'm grinding. I'm putting in that effort. It's inevitable that success comes because that's just the way it works. You know, it's a universal law. So for sure. 100%. I got, I got two more. I got two more. Let's hear it. Um, so next one, this one wasn't from anybody in the individually but it was from me walking around the vendor area and seeing our people selling to one another and whatnot promoting their services okay. this one is always add ver always add value first and ask later yep. the reason why i say that is because <clears throat> again i'm not trying to be disrespectful but you see these guys walking around with these backpacks and these backpacks they got the lights on it and it's it's promoting their business and it's just looks kind of cheesy to me you got people just just handing out their business card like somebody hand me their business card i'm like what is this i'm like what do you like what do you what are you handing me like i don't even know what you you just handing me stuff all right i'm gonna put it in my back pocket and throw it away later but for the people that took the time and was like yo i i know who you are or even like yo what's your name what do you do okay dope this is what we do this is how we're trying to help out i pay attention to those type of people and I'm willing to connect with those people, follow them or support them in any way possible. So I always say like in business, add value first and then make that ask later. Ask for that sell later. There is this, yeah, it was just crazy. Like there is this guy that was trying to get on stage and it was funny because the person on stage was like, okay, I'm gonna give you your opportunity right now. Give the people a gem and I'll let you promote your business. And the dude was like, all right, I got you. Um, He just started promoting his business. And so she was like, nah, get up out of here. Like security, get him out of here. And so she was like, this is why you need to take advantage and take yourself serious, take your business serious, because that could have been an opportunity for you. If you would have dropped some game on what you do in your business, you probably could have got some clients from just, you know what I'm saying? Being on stage or whatever. But long story short, a lot of people, they have this mentality where they just want to take, take, take. They just want to promote. They want to promote. They just want you to buy, buy, buy. But like, what, what are you, what type of value are you providing? Like, what, what are you, you know what I'm saying? I agree. Um, I find that funny because if you're at InvestFest, you obviously, or most likely are a follower somewhere around the following EYL, right? Is it, it's their event. And one of the things that Rashad, right, and Troy and Ian spoke about before getting there, they told people how to come to the event. They told them, have your pitch ready, have your deck ready, be prepared because you never know when your moment comes. If Diddy walked up to you and said, tell me what you got going on, you got to have that thing together or at least could say, Diddy, what's your assistance email? I'm going to email it right now. Right. Or let me hit with the NFT, right? Like, let me just hit with the uh, the phone tap and I'll pass it to the deck right to your guy right here. You got to be ready. And so with that being said, obviously people weren't paying attention. 
And you just never know when your time, you got to be ready. You can't be, look at that, squandered opportunity. 20,000 There was thousands of people like listening and he just came to the Wonder. side of the stage like, damn, their security should have just pulled him. But the lady was like, no, no, no. He gave him a chance. Exactly. Let me let me hear what you got to say. He didn't say nothing. <laughs> How many isn't that isn't that common though? Isn't that the common perception? Isn't that the majority of us in business though? I'm not trying to be like that, but there's no. so many of no. us in business. This is what we're doing. We're not prepared. Mm-mm. And that goes to what you said, having yourself providing that value. And you linked it, I think, appropriately to our culture. Mm-hmm. Black and brown people, have your stuff together. Bruh. You gonna have when you're gonna ask somebody for something, have it together. I mean, provide that value. What are you providing? Mm. Last one. Um, I was listening to a live podcast, and the individual had went broke in real estate three times over the course of 12 years. Wow. Went dead broke three times over the course of 12 years in real estate, still was persistent still like made it out and obviously he was on stage and he was telling his story and the thing that stuck out to me from him is you have to truly 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 bet on yourself because when we have opportunities of yo i can i can take your money you give me thirty thousand dollars i'll flip it for you and i'll make you your money back we're willing to do it or if you let me collaborate with you, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, take your brand to the next level. We'll do it. But we're not willing to do that for ourselves. Hmm. We're not, you know, we're kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, a safety net when somebody else comes in and they say they can take your money and flip it. It was what he was essentially saying. But when you really want to get it out the mud and you really bet on yourself and you put up your own money, your, your own time, your own assets to get you where you want to be that's when you'll win and he said that's what took him that's what helped him get past that third l was like really betting on himself and there were some other things there as well like the education piece but truly betting on yourself very important i do feel like we posted something you and i spoke about this this ties to what we said maybe it was four or five episodes ago but we speak about it all the time taking the, the long road right you and i taking the the approach that we've taken and saying that we're going to bet on Wealth Wednesdays, we're going to bet on Latin wealth overall, the platform, right? We're going to bet on it um, and be in by that because we're not taking the cheap way out, right? We're not taking any shortcuts. We're not taking any any of that. So I, I kind of like tie that to it. I tie that to my business as well, like, you know, my separate business. I'm the same way. People always try to give me gimmicks and stuff that you could do and do this and do that. And I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm taking the long road and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with building it and because I'll know every single brick, the way it was laid, how it was the angle. And then I can go and tell and, and provide that information to others to help them build theirs. So 100% love that. So those are my five. Look, I can probably be here all day talking about what I learned, but those are like the five that stood out to me. And those are, look, they're high level. Some of it is not really like step by step. But these are things that I know I can immediately apply to my life and start taking step towards. For sure. I think the people, hopefully they had their their pens and pencils out, man, taking those notes. I know you're going to list them for them. But yeah, for yeah. sure. All five of those lead you in a direction. And you heard this from a few of them. 
from very influential people that have already scaled, right, and built it up, you know, and just the things that you notice about obviously have your stuff together and be prepared, providing the value first, that's just a life lesson. And so all these things are going to help people to get them to another level if you apply it, right? We're, you, we're always talking about the 1% increase. That's going to give that 1%. 100%. 100%. Any questions about Diddy? I know you said he had a question. Uh, I was just going to say, I'll, I'll probably have to ask it offline, but. Uh, okay, okay, okay. We, we keep going. We keep going. Um, yeah. Look, we have a couple more minutes. We want to dive into this real quick. This article was sent to me by um, Jeremiah. Phenomenal mm -hmm. article. Um, basically, the title of the article was The Crypto Meltdown Has Hurt Black and Latino investors who are attracted to building wealth outside of traditional system. All right. So typically, as of recently, black and brown communities have been drawn to the idea of cryptocurrency as a pathway to wealth building, opposed to the generation, the tra tra traditional financial system. Right. Uh, you know, with the traditional financial system has had a long history of racial discrimination and differences and you know just just weren't really built in our favor weren't really built for us right and with the recent bank failures and crypto companies going bankrupt and whatnot and also a major pullback in the market a lot of people that have been investing and really been putting their life savings on the line for crypto um haven't recovered their investments right and we kind of been in a in a down downward a slump with crypto as far as the market goes for a minute now. So I can only imagine for the people, there's been a couple people that said, and I'm like quoting directly what the article says. Some people said they bet all they had. Mm -hmm. They hoped it would change their life. Somebody said I was a rookie. You know what I'm saying? Somebody said they, they invested their, um, their savings twice <laughs> into whatever it was. They didn't say exactly what it was, but very interesting article. It was really an article about interviewing different people and seeing how this market has affected them and really how it's affected our community. And it's, it's unfortunate to, to see this happen, right? I think in a lot of cases, this has to, I mean, this article kind of ties to our lack of wanting to do our due diligence. We spoke on that last week, right? Last week. Actually wanting to take the time to research, dig in, learn about the investment itself, learn why it's been you know, successful or not successful or learn what it is, right? I think that's a big piece of everything. Um, us as a culture, black and brown, we like easy ways, right? These are these are things that we like. We like it now, instant gratification, um, not thinking about the long haul, right? And so that I think that plays into this whole aspect because crypto is a very volatile situation and you should never go into it. I tell people all the time, learning your tokenomics. All right, learn the, the economics behind the tokens and the coins. So learn those. Because if you don't, you're putting yourself in a crazy situation. Because I think I, I said this one day and I told I think we were talking about crypto, but the markets never close. Mm. So while you're sleeping, you could be losing you could be your sleeping. whole entire everything, you know. So it's that's yeah. And you gave a, you gave some advice one time. You said never invest anything more than what you're willing to lose. So that's 100%. called your risk tolerance. 100%. You got to assess. You said this person invested in, in the, the article, right? Invested their savings twice over. Mm -hmm. Like the first time wasn't enough. So I did it again <laughs> and I lost again. And it's like, bro, I don't, you know, that's insanity. But We, we got to get out of that mindset of like, 
it's 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 to a point where we're just gambling our money. It is. It is. And it's a high stakes gamble. It's not even casinos are better. Casinos, you have a better probability of winning because you're actually controlling the lever on the slot machine. You're rolling the dice. Your brain is is thinking of blackjack like you actually have a better, a higher probability of success at a casino than you do at crypto. And it's crazy because these and we're not we're not trying to scare people away from crypto. Jer- Jeremiah just said to learn your tokenomics, to do your due That's diligence. It. We spoke about a lot of this on last week's episode. Um, but what I was also going to say is it's crazy because they know how to target the black and brown community. Like you said, you just said, like, we love quick, easy, fast, like whatever we got to do to get there quickly. We we want it. Right. And yep. so what do they do to push? these narratives on us they'll go out they'll get the athletes they'll get the artists they'll get the 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 people that we love that we grew up and they're saying buy you know invest in not they're not going to say invest in this but they're promoting it yeah and if you see so-and-so next to this crypto project or if you see crypto.com is the name of uh the the state arena where the lakers play where i love i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna invest in it right that's how they get us. Yeah. But every other culture does their due diligence. Well, the, every other culture would just simply tell you they play basketball, right? So what would they know about investing? A hundred percent. You know, and this and for you, it's like, well, they and you sit and you're like, dang, that's a good point. So that that's how we have to think. That's critical thinking, and that's just logical thought process. You just said earlier when we talked about InvestFest, uh Robert Green speaking on, you know the uh uh you know the actual growth yeah. or creation of critical thinking skills so that's important yeah 100 percent. we're going to start wrapping this thing up we really wanted to speak about this article great article and look crypto is going to come back around and it's going to be up again right it's good the, the the hype wave is going to be up the sure. bitcoin having is happening next year i think if next not, year yeah next year so we want to continue to have these conversations and educate you guys. And we want to continue to educate ourselves so we can be prepared for the right investments. Right. Um, and, and the ones that we don't need to invest our whole life savings into. Right. So um, hopefully this episode helped you out, you know, great, great time at InvestFest. Again, shout out to the whole team. I'm telling you, man, as I'm walking around, as I'm like looking down at all these people, I'm one of these guys that I'm like, they're human, just like us. If they can do it, why can't I? Why can't we? Uh, Why can't we do it for our community? That's how I think. So look, just going to continue to be consistent, apply what we learned and um, keep bringing you guys this value. For sure. Cool. With that being said, it's the Latin Wealth family. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.